When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast with Gary and Tim. Great to have you this hour. Chris Fagan in just a moment. Paul Connors from Connors Sports Management. New doco out. Show me the money. So we'll have a chat with him, find out what that's all about. The sort of semi-serious, not quite serious, but six sort of quarter. You can't have six quarters. No, you can't. Six rounds of footy on the weekend. Kicks off today. Geelong and the Hawks. Junior HBA Stadium at four. Gold Coast, Essendon at Carrara. Um, the Brisbane Lions are in action against the Swans at Moore Park tomorrow at noon, and that's where I think we find the coach of the Lions, Chris Fagan, heading to the airport. Gay Fags. Gay Gary. Hello, Tim. Gay Fags. Nice to talk to you. Uh, you've had a good summer off? Yes, it's gone quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we've had a, you know, moved into a new facility, and and uh, it's been pretty exciting. So a little bit different to other pre-seasons where we've been you know, travelling all over Brisbane trying to find grounds to train on. We've got a place that we call our own now, so it's um, saved a lot of energy. That's a, that's a really good point. Tell us about that because uh, we saw it sort of um, showcased with the grand final, the AFLW grand final, but how, how significant a development is it? Oh, well, it's it's a fantastic facility to start with and not just for us but for the for the wider community up here, which is which is great for football. Um, but but the beauty of it is, I mean, you know, in pre-seasons gone by, we'd you know we'd probably train on six or seven different ovals across the course of the pre-season, uh, trying to find the good grass. So we don't have to do that anymore. And then we come back to the Gabba and do weights, and then we go somewhere else for a team meeting because rooms wouldn't be available. So uh, now we just turn up at the one place and do everything there. So it's um, very exciting for us and and for the staff as well. Hey, Fags, I'm not saying you needed to do this, but at the end of a season, do you strip it all back again, your game plan and everything? Do you look at it forensically and try and work out, okay, this is what we need to do, this is where we need to change, this is how we're going to change? Or do you just sort of tinker a little bit and just add maybe a couple of bits and pieces here and there? No, you, you always do a good solid review of, of um, where you think the team's at, and we thought we made great progress last year, albeit we, we took a hiding hiding from Geelong in the preliminary final and no doubt you look at that game and see what you can learn from that, um, not only about yourself but what Geelong are doing and doing so well, so uh, you know, we, that was a clear lesson to us that we've got to, for instance, become a better running two-way running team, so uh, that's been a fair focus over the pre-season um, our, our defensive game dropped away in certain games last year, I think we played 25 games for the season and I think 18 of those games our defensive effort was terrific but for 6 or 7 games uh, particularly against Melbourne Geelong Richmond we were scored against heavily so you know we've had to have a look at that and why is it, why was that happening it's it's not as always it's not any one reason it's often a few reasons it's a little bit of little bit of personnel uh, a little bit of uh, application of the of the team plan from a defensive perspective um, and it's a little bit about a way the other team moves the ball, and you've got to come up with different ways to defend. So we've we've looked at all that across the course of the preseason, and hopefully we can turn up a better version of ourselves this year. And you know we've been able to recruit some good players in too, which I think will help us in that regard.
How's Jack Gunston fitting in? Yeah, well, I've obviously had a lot to do with Jack in my time at Hawthorne. Um, thought he was probably the, the, one, of the, one of the smartest, if not the smartest forward I've ever ever had anything to do with. So, um, no, and he's got great knowledge of the game. He's got a capacity to coach out on the field. So uh, we've seen that uh, clearly so far this pre-season. He's, he's in pretty good form. He's been able to do the majority of the pre-season, which has been unusual for him over the last few years. Um, you know, every time he plays, most of the time when Jack touches the ball, he either kicks a goal or it ends up in a goal to us. So, so, so far, so good. But his impact on the club and our, particularly our forward line, I think, will be really positive. Hey, you talk about the you, you know, running capacity and you want to get better. So is your, your pre-season program geared around that? Like is it pre-Christmas where you're trying to address that and then you move on to footy? So how, how have you gone about trying to get better in that area? Yeah, I think that was the one real clear message I gave at our final team meeting was to come back a better runner. So a lot of the work was actually done in that break when the players weren't with us and we were really pleased with the way that they turned up to the pre-season um, and the times that they were running for, for our time trials, it was pretty clear that they're in, they're in as good a shape as I've ever been in their life. And I, you know, I'm not saying our blokes are terrible at running. I'm just saying we needed to get better. So uh, that's what we did. And you know, recruiting um, guys like like Will Ashcroft, um, like Josh Dunkley, uh, who are very good runners, um, they help as well. Uh, Jasper Fleck is another one who, who 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 goes particularly well in that department. So. We've added a few players that are better at that, and the guys that have been with us are really, have really pushed themselves to to be better in that area. Yeah, which I imagine the next couple of weeks when you're tested against opposition, you'll get the real indication. So that must be exciting, and it's exciting for all football lovers to see another prodigiously talented young kid, young father, son emerge from out of the under eighteen competition with such big raps. And then we saw what uh, that was able to do. For Nick Dacos, how he was able to transfer that into to AFL competition. Are we, without wanting to overhype Will Ashcroft, are we seeing someone who's almost as you know comfortable and ready to play as Nick Dacos was? Yeah, well, it's hard for me to know because I don't know Nick Dacos. I just saw the way that he played. It, mm. was, it was very, very impressive for a first-year player. Uh, and you do worry about it when players come through to you with such big reps. Um but in Will's case, they're well deserved, and more importantly, uh, he, he carries that well. You know, he's got a high, a high expectation of himself, and you can see just in our games that we've played between ourselves that that he sets a pretty high standard. Um, he's beyond his years in regards to that. You know, you often find with the younger players that you got to teach them how to um, first of all live an elite lifestyle, uh, train in an elite manner. Um, eat all the right foods, do all those things. And Will already has that in his kit bag. And so you know, we're not sort of wasting any time teaching him that. He's just getting on with the game and trying to be the best player that he can be. So, um, no, he's learnt the way that we like to play. He's fitted in well with our midfield. His craft around around stoppages and congestion is outstanding for somebody his age. So, uh, and, he's, and he's got a... I think he's got a strong will. And I don't think he gets... Um, too carried away with the, the publicity side of it. So I think, um, you know, we're probably going to get a guy pretty much straight away that's going to play for us, which is really exciting. 
Hey, Chris, um, Dane Zorko has stood down as, as captain. Uh, there's a couple of guys there, obviously, that could step up and be the leader of your club. But you got Josh Dunkley that's just been recruited. Is it? Can you see a world in which somebody like a Josh Dunkley could be named captain there, the Brisbane Lions, in the near future? Um, it's, it's probably unlikely this year, but I think he's a fair chance to definitely be in the leadership groups. That's the impact that he's had. And, you know, everyone appreciates him, not just for the football that he is, but for the for the person and the leader that he is. So um, he's, he's definitely had an impact and, and that is possible down the track. Um, and look, we've, I think one of the things we've worked really hard on over the last few years is to get a, a lot of leaders at the club. So there's, um, it's quite a hard um, decision to make about who will, the, who will our next captain be. And it's hard for two reasons. There's quite a few few um, blokes that are suitable and they're following in, in Zane's in, sorry, in Dane's, uh, Zane always in Zorko, in Zane mixed up, um, following in his footsteps. And, you know, I know that he's copped a little bit of criticism, but from a coach's point of view, and you always have a close relationship with your captain, he he came to that role at a pretty uh, desperate time um, for us when we, I think it was zero wins and nine losses in my, at the start of my second year. And he's been the bloke who's led the charge on our turnaround and, and uh because he's led from the, from the front, he had a lot of energy. He's one of those blokes who who uh, is resilient, doesn't take no for an answer. Always believed that we could get there, and he he led the charge. So I'll be forever grateful to him that he that he that he did that, and he's played a really important part in our history, and and been an excellent captain. And I think only only second to Michael Voss in terms of of the club wins under his captaincy. So great effort by, by him. Yeah, no, well said. That's good company. And so what is the process? Every club's different. So how do you arrive at the next man to take over from Dane? Yeah, so it's been, it's been a bit of a long process. I don't know. I hope it's a good one. But um, we actually uh, called for nominations um, early in December. So um, From the playing group? Wanted to put that, yes, so anyone who wanted to put their hand up for leadership group could. I think we had 18. So, uh, <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Simon Fletcher ran a process with all those boys across the course of six months, which was really more about them becoming more aware of themselves as leaders, their strengths and their, their vulnerabilities. Uh, so they've worked really hard on that, sort of had to gather a lot of feedback on themselves. Uh, we, had the, uh, we, we had the vote late last week. Um, we're still w- working our way through that. Uh, we should sort of know by the weekend, uh, who who those people will be, and then then uh, out of that, once we've got the leadership group, again we'll invite those players who want to put their hand up for captaincy to go through a process, and we we hope that by the time we play Geelong next week on Thursday night, we've we've pretty much got that worked out. Albeit I'm not sure whether we're going to make the announcement prior to the game or post the game. I haven't talked to our media people about that, but that'll that'll be in place. So uh, yeah, those guys have got to come and have an interview with myself and. Greg Swan, our CEO, Andrew Wellington, our president, Danny Daly, our footy manager, and Simon Fletcher from Leading Teams, who yeah. coordinates all that. Good um, process. So, yeah, well, I, I reckon it's a very important role, and I, and I just wanted our guys to sing for their supper and show that they really want it. So um, yep. that's what we're going to do. Talking to Chris Fagan, the coach of the Brisbane Lions, uh, Connor McKenna, um, where's he at, and uh, are you expecting that he's going to be pushing hard for selection in the early part of the season? Yeah, he was a terrific added bonus there late in, mm. the, in the in the recruiting trade period. I mean, he's he's a very good player for Essendon by the time they left. Played 100 games and it's not like you have to teach him how to play. You know, he's got the skill and he under, he's got a good good game knowledge and understanding. So he's had a good impact since he arrived. Um, 
being an Irishman, he's found it a little bit hot up here at times. But, uh, um, <laughs> a bit of a sweat on his brow, <laughs> looking a bit exhausted, but he's fitted in well. Uh, we're still having a bit of, bit of trouble understanding what he's saying, but um, we'll, we'll get there with that. But, I, yeah, I think he's going to be um, definitely there about for the first team. He's, he's playing this week in the senior team against um, Sydney, and it'll be good to see how he goes. Yeah, no, he's a very powerful athlete. So what about yourself? Are you, are you locked away as coach there at Brisbane beyond this year? Um, well, I hope to be. Um, that's sort of still all all in the wind. Um, uh, you know, I've, I think this is my seventh year. Mm. I, I feel like we're, we're on the cusp of um, doing some good stuff, but probably it's probably about seven or eight other clubs that feel the same way, but done a lot of hard yards. So in a, in a new facility, I'd like to, to stay on as coach for a few more years um, and, and see what we can do. And, but that's that's up to the club and my management to talk about, but hopefully that will happen sometime in a not-too-distant future. Hey, uh, just a l- quick one, last one on this uh, on the players that you've added. Is, Dar- is that Daryl White's son that you've also been able to get on the list as part of the father-son? Yeah, we have. He was sort of um, training with us last year and um, he, he's got a more of a basketball background than a footy background, although he's played footy all his life, but he's particularly good basketball, but he's wanted to turn his hand to football. Um, he's um, a magnificent young man. Um, he's been through the college system in basketball, uh, and he's had a good impact. Uh, he's an incredible athlete. He's probably about six foot one, but he could actually play in the ruck because he can jump so high. Mm. Um, and he's got some real promise, I think, as a, as a small forward who can play very, very tall and and do a few different things. So um, he's got some tricks, and I'm hopeful that he'll he'll push his way through at some point. Hey, folks, just quickly, one final question from me. Uh, very early in the interview, you were talking about um, players that you coached. Did you coach Gary when he was at Melbourne? Oh, no, I think he was still – I didn't coach Gary. I mean, I mean, Gary could probably teach me how to coach back then, but um, – uh, yeah, he was there late. Um, what, what, I think he might have had one, one year, wasn't it? Yes, and I loved it, 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 it and learned yeah. plenty along the way. What are you getting at? I'm getting at the fact that Fag said that the smartest player that he's ever coached as a forward <laughs> is Jack Gunston. <laughs> well, that's good. And that... you bristled when he said that. <laughs> I, I, I noticed not. I noticed the movement in your chair. <laughs> I did not bristle at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... <laughs> in defence of Gary, I, I was a reserves coach. I was cooked. I was cooked by that stage, folks. Hey, last one for me. And Tim's fascinated with this. He's spoken about it all morning about this uh, arms race that's emerged in the coaching ranks. <laughs> and uh, right now, he's got uh, this huge battle between um, Adam Kingsley and Luke Beveridge for the biggest biceps. He wants to know whether you're going to join in this arms race or not. Oh, no chance. I've never had big biceps. It's too late for me now. I'll do my push-ups and sit-ups every day, but it doesn't seem to make a lot of difference. You just you just oh, work on your hamstrings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's ever going to forget about that, are they? Never. Hey, good luck. It's exciting. Yeah, two finals wins were sensational against the Tigers and the Demons, and you came up against the Red Hot um, Cats. But everyone in the footy world knows that You've improved your list over summer, so it's going to be an exciting ride for the Lions, and we appreciate you joining us this morning. No, it's good to talk to both of you. Thank good you. on you, mate. Chris Fagan, who's an absolute beauty, uh, heading to Sydney um, for the match tomorrow against the Sydney Swans at Moore Park. And they are good additions, aren't they? Oh. Will Ashcroft's going to play straight away. Josh Dunkley's going to play straight away. Jack Gunson's going to play straight away. 
I reckon by the sounds of it, Connor McKenna's he not will. going to be far away. And then Jasper Fletcher, the father-son, I think he's um, had a few little niggles, so he might take a bit longer, but we'll get there eventually. So, mm. And the other thing that that does is the competition for spots. Yep. There's a lot to like about the Brisbane Lions, a lot to like about them. And they've been close, you know, like they haven't actually threatened for the flag, but they've been close. And, you know, you knock on the door time and time again, and then you give yourself the opportunity for the door to be open. So I reckon they're in that window, definitely.